Welcome to the My Buddy Green podcast. I'm Jason Wachab, founder and co-CEO of My Buddy Green and your host. On today's show, we have a guest who is the fastest known US-born black female marathoner after finishing the New York City Marathon at two hours, 34 minutes and 14 seconds. And on today's show, we're gonna talk about all things mental health and running. We're gonna talk about practical running tips, overcoming obstacles, and getting in the flow. Please welcome Samia Akbar. Samia, welcome. Oh, thank you for having me, Jason. So great to have you. Um, As we were chatting before we started to hit record, it is June. The weather is beautiful, mostly most parts of the country. Maybe it's a little hot in other parts of the country, but it is a great time of year to be running. Um, And so we're going to talk about running. We're going to talk about mental health. Um, and so it's great to have you. And I, I want to start the conversation. You know, you're, you're not just any runner, obviously. If you were any runner, you, any runner, you wouldn't be on the show. But in 2006, you set the record as the fastest U.S.-born black marathoner, which is quite impressive. And so I want to start by talking about post that record. What, what has running looked for you since? Uh, since most of us listening fall into that bucket, I don't, I don't know how many um, professional marathoners we have as listeners. My guessing is very few. Running is still at the center of my life, essentially. Um, and so many good things that I have um, going for me now in terms of my career and, you know, folks that are uh, not technically my blood relatives, but feel like sisters, you know, good friends um, from all over, you know, running's brought that to me. So there are some things that are just kind of consistent, um, despite me not, you know, running at a competitive level or really competing at all these last few years. And so um, I work in running, essentially, uh, at New Balance's global marketing department. Um, I lead energy and performance collaborations. And so I kind of uh, straddle our lifestyle and our running performance team um, at New Balance. And I started off at HQ and at New Balance working as a tech rep in specialty run doors, that sort of thing. So there's always this closeness to this thing that I really love, which is the sport of distance running specifically. And I get a chance to think about, storytell for, um, consider, celebrate um, the sport. And I've had that luxury, um, you know, since I stopped uh, competing professionally. And for me as an individual, um, Running is still a part of my everyday routine. I am a big, big uh, believer in like creating some time for yourself. I think mostly because I'm a creative person and I'm very passionate about the work that I do. And so to avoid, you know, being super burnt out 
um, talking and thinking about this thing for all of these years, um, thinking about some of the hard issues that uh, tie into it, um, like diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, I think it's really important for me to get out as many days of the week as I can. I like to run by myself and I prefer to run in nature. So I'll, there's a lot of trails that are close to my house. Um, and so most days I'll drive five to 20 minutes away, depending on where I feel like going for a change of scenery and get out in nature um, and, and run. So I run almost every day, usually after work. Got it. So yeah, I'm glad you, you talked about the, the, the what time of day and frequency because like any form of exercise, the, the common obstacle is time. I don't have the time. Time or resources. Resources is not really an issue with running because you just need a great pair of sneakers and you just need to go. And if you have a car, you'd be able to drive somewhere beautiful. If you don't live, live near a place that's beautiful and you can do that. If not, you just go out and run. Uh, and so that, that's one of the things that's beautiful about running. Um, and so I, I, my next question, you know, I, I, so I played basketball in college. I, I, you were a way better athlete than me, but there were parts of college where playing felt like work and it wasn't so joyful. <laughs> um, and I'm curious since you run every day and you were a professional athlete competing at the highest level when you were competing was running more like work or was it joyful or was it both what was your relationship with running as a sport i would say that it was mostly joyful and definitely a combination of of both so unlike a emotional and mental level when I was running professionally. Um, I felt nervous sometimes about workouts or race days, but never so much so I think that it felt debilitating. Um, and, you know, I remember being really proud getting to kind of the end of my career and you know having had years of like conversation with teammates and other runners where like I'd never had those like dreams before night before race day that really were nightmares that people would describe where like they weren't prepared or they lost the race um I don't remember in all these years of um competing through high school college or as a professional like having things or performances haunt my dreams. Now, did I have setbacks and lots of disappointments? Of course. And times when um, I felt like I wasn't making the progress um, in competition um, that I had liked, of course. Um, so I think in that sense, overall, I can look back and say that it was very joyful experience. Also, I traveled so much. Um, it was never, ever lost on me that I got a chance to do make a career out of something that was essentially a hobby and is a sport. Um, you know, for so many years, because 
I think, and this is despite people being a little bit confused early on. And when I say people, it's not really the people that like really matter, like the people that truly cared about me, like my family and close friends. But sometimes telling people that I was a professional distance runner, they just didn't get it. People didn't even know that that was an actual job. They didn't understand how I got paid. (laughs) Um, And I did have some closer folks in my inner circle wonder like, how long was I going to live at home with my parents? (laughs) That sort of thing. Um, But A lot of times I wasn't even, I was rarely there. I was always traveling. I was always training and working out. And being a distance runner, people think that all the volume comes just from maybe the running part, um, because sometimes preparing for a marathon, I would get up to 90 miles in a week or 100 miles in a week. Um, But a lot of it was um, the strength training and Pilates and, you know, mobility and, and working on your flexibility because it's a repetitive exercise. And then all the physio, getting a massage, making sure that you're taking proper rest days and taking really good care of your body. Um, and so that would kind of make each day sort of hours and hours of work. Um, But again, it's never lost on me to think like I'm going to see a chiropractor or a massage therapist for my job. (laughs) And a lot of people, um, you know, spend their days and their careers doing things that feel a lot more uh, painful on like a mental level. And I think the physical part um, was very strenuous. And those things sometimes felt like a chore but I just looked at it like I look at my job now, like this is work. I hate the cold, but having to run through the winters in Northern Virginia, no matter what the weather was, um, being on holidays with family on Thanksgiving and watching them you know, go out the door and be like, it's raining and it's like 20 degrees, like you still have to run today, you can't take the day off. And it's like, no, I can't take the day off um, if I wanna get to, uh, this, you know, level or, um, you know, stay in competition with my peers who are training just like this, you know, all over the world. So um, I think that it was a good mix of of both. But um, I always, even workouts, which again, would make me sometimes a little nervous because I was one of those athletes that liked to know what I was doing when I got to practice and not like well in advance. Um, So, but I also love surprises. So knowing that you're going to do something hard a couple times a week, um, in addition to um, just like the runs for volume as part of your training and showing up and not really knowing what that hard thing was, but just that it was going to feel tough but that you were going to get through it and then go on to the next run and the next workout and just keep putting one foot in front of the other, quite literally, um, made it all a really amazing experience where I always felt very present, whether it was with my teammates and we're just chatting, encouraging each other, um, you know, um, or, or quite literally going through a workout with them and just being in that kind of quiet, like flow state, doing something and concentrating. 
there's so much to unpack there. I've got like five follow-up questions to ask. And so, you know, I'll start with the, the segue you mentioned flow state. Many people describe running as a flow state, which has a ton of, of proven benefits. Can you talk a little bit more about what that's like being in flow when you're running? And and is that, you know, for someone who's never really ran before, can that be achieved from day one? Or is it, you know, I have this image from the movie Forrest Gump where he just, you know, starts running and he's in his flow and he just keeps on running and runs across the country and that's not me. So let's talk a little bit, like, how do you think about flow and running? I think everyone, I'm not a scientist or a doctor, but I think everyone can experience um, a flow state, even as a beginning runner um, in running, because it really just means that you're fully present in what you're doing. You're not worried about like the way that you look, you're really just tapped into the way that you that you feel, you know, um, and, uh, and I think it's really easy for me to just be present and kind of clip through any given run and be thinking about something that happened during the day or be paying really in a good way, in a way that like I'm processing things or thinking of a solution to something and I have like quiet time going on in my mind and I feel really good and you just kind of get into this rhythm. I would say like that's the best way that I have to kind of, the best word I have to describe maybe what a flow state feels like is just being in this rhythm where you just kind of feel locked in and you're kind of you know, floating along on your, on your loop. And before you know it, you're, you know, you've gotten several miles in or several minutes in and, um, you know, there's nothing like bothering you. You don't have any like aches and pains. Um, you're not having any of those moments through the day where you're like jolted because there's like something you're suddenly anxious about or a a timeline that you're on. Um, You're just really, really in the moment. And I think that it's easy to do that during runs and it's really easy to do that also during workouts. I think during workouts, it's a necessity, especially as a distance runner, you're covering so much distance and it is kind of like this slow burn feeling and you have to concentrate on what you're doing. And if you're not concentrating, then you're not going to kind of meet your goals for the moment. Um, And so you can't just get distracted about what your teammates are doing or um, a race that's coming up or, you know, feeling bad about your splits or something like that during a workout if you're on a track or um, on like a measured course somewhere. You just kind of have to give it your best right then and there and and kind of recruit all of your resources, whatever they are, physical and mental, and just do that thing. And it's like every time you do an interval or every time you go out for a run and you kind of give yourself that liberty to kind of detach from, you know, whatever happened during your day to just like, okay, I'm here and I'm doing this thing and I'm going to enjoy it, whether it's you know, having quiet time for myself or looking around at the sites, people watching, 
whatever. Um, that's a little bit like a flow state uh, to me. I would say also there's probably different levels of this because when I'm race, when I remember racing, people would be like, oh, Falmouth has such beautiful vistas. You remember this cliff? And I'm like, I don't even know what Falmouth's, most of Falmouth's course looks like. I just remember being in this race and being very aware of my competition and our positioning and um, what that meant for my time goals, what that meant for my prize money, right? Um, and that's where like, in that way, running was like a career, but that's also a sense of a flow state. The fact that like you're running on the side of a cliff with a beautiful ocean vista and someone asks you about this horizon that you supposedly ran by for several minutes and you don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess that's, those aren't great descriptions. Maybe, but I think, you know, you mentioned being locked in. I would say that's the definition of being locked in, so to speak. And, you know, you also mentioned anxiety, um, you know, giving yourself space, which is the segue to mental health. You know, there, there's obviously a mental health crisis. A lot of people are struggling with their own mental health on various levels. And running can do a lot for us there. So can you talk a bit about the relationship between mental health and, and movement and how running has impacted your mental well-being over the years? So I don't think that I even recognized how much running had an effect on my mental health until I stopped running officially, professionally. And I moved into more of this role uh, at New Balance, um, which uh, required a different like schedule for my day than anything that I had done prior. Um, and so I think that um, like I was suddenly faced with like knowing you know, I'm going to have to run either before or after work or just kind of like finding the time to run. You know, we were talking about that earlier. Um, and when is that going to be? And kind of flying a little too close to the sun and feeling like, well, like, it's fine. Like, I don't have to run today and I don't have to run tomorrow. I feel like I had a very short, like, stint of that. And then, like, after a week, I was like, I feel terrible. I feel grumpy and more tired than normal. And um, I don't feel like I'm constantly hitting this really nice like reset button. And, you know, each day um, I don't feel as creative because I think that a lot of times when we talk about mental health, we talk about all of the wonderful benefits that you get from um, kind of staving off the bad stuff like anxiety or depression or, you know, moderating um, like the hard things in life. But I think the other side of mental health is that, you know, everyone has mental health, just like your physical health. And um, I think there are so many amazing things about what running does to help me optimize um, 
you know, whatever I can in every day. So just my thoughts. And like I said, I'm a creative person and I feel like when I'm running every day, which is why one of the reasons why I do it, um, I can find solutions. I can think through a problem in more dimensions. And I just have that space to kind of get through things. I'm refreshed. I feel like I get new perspectives. Um, and remember, this is me just running by myself a lot of times. And I think there's even more opportunity for that if you're to put yourself um, in a situation in which you're running, you know, sometimes with a group or a friend. Um, that sense of community, um, saving off like the loneliness that everybody feels in their life because maybe they just feel understood in one area, misunderstood um, in one area or another. Um, it's just nice to just bring that kind of like sense of a, abundance that you get from running with a group um, and and kind of, you know, whatever it is that you might get in like a conversation. There's a reason that distance runners call Sunday runs, which are usually our longest runs of the week, um, like the church of the Sunday long run. Um, and it's because, or like, you know, when you're running with friends, like therapy, you know, group therapy sessions, you know, that's very loose. And again, you know, uh, there's a very big difference between being around friends and people who care about you and support you and being with a, a licensed therapist um, and someone who has like serious credentials. But I do think that, you know, having that too, it just makes running that much more amazing as far as like how accessible it is as a sport. There's so many different things you can access and you don't need a lot of equipment um, or things or a special place to do it. Um, you can just literally go outside or run on a treadmill. It's not my favorite. I prefer outside, as I said, but um, just moving. So, so on that note, when you find yourself stressed, do you just sometimes say, all right, I'm going to get outside, go for a quick run and, and work it out as a tool? Sometimes... I don't know if I'm going to work it out, but I just know that I'm definitely going to feel better when I'm done running. So sometimes like the only motivation that I need is just, I got to run today. Um, and for me, like my happy place is like running around an hour, um, which also is very luxurious. And I don't always have that time every single day. Um, but that's also, that'll be a day if I'm feeling really stressed where I'm like, I need time to just get outside and really like get into a groove and like, you know, relax a little and shake this day off essentially. Um, so, and come back a kinder, you know, partner to my husband and a better sister uh, to my siblings, better daughter, you know, if I'm catching up with friends and family, I want to bring positive energy to them. And I feel like when I stay on top of my running routine, which I do, um, because at this point in my life, it's like a necessity for some of the reasons that I, you know, previously stated. Um, it just keeps me, you know, tracking 
um, in the direction that I that I want to be. I don't want to feel, you know, frazzled um, and stressed and um, like literally like physically tight, you know, um, like TMJ runs in my family. You know, I can feel my like, shoulders and my jaw like tightening and clenching, you know, uh, after, you know, um, like really stressful events um, or like getting ready for a big project you know, um, and so at work. And so I think that, you know, running really does help me manage those things in a way that's feels really healthy and makes me feel good. And I've said in other interviews before, Jason, like running makes me feel also very beautiful because I think that I'm not thinking about like an outside uh, an outsider's view. Like I'm really, really, you know, again, locked in to just how I feel and I always feel better. I love it. And, you know, in the same way, uh, a doctor who's my doctor has been on the show many times, Frank Lipman said, said once, I've never met anyone who said they, they felt worse after removing gluten from their diet. I've never met anyone who's felt worse after <laughs> including running in their everyday routine. Maybe if they're, if they're, <laughs> if they're, if they're doing a little too much possibly, but, but the reality is no, everyone always feels better after they go for a run, mm -hmm. but everyone has objections. Everyone's got their threshold. You know, you mentioned, okay, I wake up. It's, you know, maybe it's too cold. Maybe it's raining. Maybe you don't have time. And they just happen, you know, objections happen no, no matter what exercise is part of your routine, objections happen. Usually it's around time, but they happen. With that said, do you have any hacks or tips when that objection just appears and you're looking at it and you're saying, well, I don't really have the time or I should really be doing this or, you know what, I don't really feel so well. I'm just going to stay on the couch and oh, this Netflix show is so good. Let's just keep going. What are some tips? Because objections happen to everyone. I think, you know, you'll hear this from lots of folks who've been, who've been running for a long time. Whatever you're, if you go out when you're kind of on a roll and you're on a program um, with movement in general, and you and you know, like, if I just get out the door and I play, like, sometimes it's just meeting a person. So, like, I think about that a lot with a sport that's near and dear to your heart, which I'm not good at because I'm a terrible coordination. That's why I'm a runner and I just only run and do the same repetitive, boring, repetitive movement over and over again. Um, you know, like, hacks are knowing that you have somebody waiting for you you know, that you're supposed to meet someone and that maybe it's not so much about the movement, but just kind of like the togetherness piece. If there's someone that um, you love and trust or really want to see, um, or maybe it's like, you know, I worked at a running store for many years and we would have group runs that, um, you know, began and ended at the store. Um, and this is really like a, 
not a novel idea with the rise of all these amazing diverse run crews all over the country and all over the world this idea that you can just meet up with folks and sometimes like you don't even have to talk then other people are chatting just knowing that you have this designated time to go and meet them can help get you out the door um, and if you're on your own a lot of times um, just getting through like the first few minutes if you look at your watch and you're like okay i'm just gonna like trudge along for the first five minutes, seven minutes, 10 minutes of this run, usually on the other side of whatever that like magic time limit is for you, um, you start, then it's, it's like nothing. You get going and you're okay. And you feel like you can do whatever you set out to do. And I think the like the last piece of sort of wisdom I would share with folks who are new to running is, if you go out and you don't feel that good and your goal was to do um, something more strenuous or get to a specific amount of time, um, you should give yourself permission to change course based on how you're feeling and what your body's going through and what your day's been like and this kind of pressure and stress that you're under. So if you plan to run for 30 minutes and you go out and 10 minutes is all you can muster for the day. That should be it. You should give your stop and give yourself a break. <laughs> you're, so you're leading me to my next question. And this is where I think running is a metaphor for life and, and sport in general. There's sometimes you need to and should push through that you, we are, we are much more capable than we are aware of. And there are times we need to do that. On the flip side, there are other times when we need to back off and take a step back and kind of, you know, whatever, let go and go with God, whatever you subscribe to, let go a little bit, take a step back. And it's a delicate tension. I think you can't push it to 100% all the time and you can't just sit back all the time. And so how do you navigate that? If you're new to running, but you have a goal, one thing to kind of always remember, like completing a 5K or a half marathon, um, running is all about consistency. Like I said, it's a, it's a repetitive, you know, exercise literally for your body. That's why runners, distance runners do all that extra strength training and yoga and because we're moving, we're using our body in like a different way um, than the kind of repetitive motion that we're using it in for our like specialty, if that makes any sense, um, using different muscle groups or whatever. Um, but I think that, um, you know, if you're preparing for something, consistency is key. And if you have a goal, you should know that the chances for you to not enjoy race day, for you to get injured along the way and not enjoy running as a sport at all, they go up. So just remember that. And so when you're feeling like you've had too many, you know, days in a row, weeks in a row, where you're kind of falling off of your routine, um, it's not going to be the enjoyable experience that it really could be if you kind of just stayed consistent. And I think it's more important to stay consistent and get out there and take good care of yourself, your rest, your hydration, 
um, those things are also very important as you go on this, you know, journey um, and just like alter what you're doing each day than to just miss days. I think that that's kind of like the slippery slope. And you'll notice as I'm telling you, I, I use that for myself. Like I get outside and run, like I said, almost every day of the week, but I definitely have no problem or qualms about like tailoring what I'm doing based on how I feel. So um, I think that that's the biggest thing is just staying consistent. And a lot of times people will tell me, I've been doing this training for this race, or um, I want to be able to run a mile, or I want to be able to run a 5k. Um, You know, what is it that I like need to do? What are your tips? And it's actually not that fancy with running. You know, a lot of people like, I know that you'll be able to meet X goal if you just make sure that you give yourself enough lead time and then just consistently, you know, do your plan. Um, that's the biggest thing. Well, we're going to go to your tip. We're, we're definitely not going to let you go before getting all your tips for all of our runners out there who are training for their first, you know, 10k or or marathon they've got plenty of time um but you know to build off what you said around consistency consistency in anything is so critical because it it builds confidence and it builds self-awareness and you build that self-awareness you know if, if you're doing something over and over day over you know day day in day out you start to become more self-aware we're like hey something's off need to pull back or, you know what, I can really push it and I think I can do this. But if you don't have that consistency, you don't have that confidence in your in and your self-awareness. It's just not there. Absolutely. I can't stress that enough. And that's something that was definitely ingrained in me in like through sport um, and running since a very young age that has helped me in life, you know, um, in my career. Uh, Just knowing that like, first you have to kind of imagine yourself being able to do something and then you have to have the intention to do it. Like you have to have these things kind of in place before you actually get out there and do it. But then you also have to just do it, you know, take the leap and start somewhere. Um, But I think that there's been so many times when Honestly, not so many times. I think life as a whole, that's it. Like, that's just it. You don't know what's around the corner. You don't always have all the answers. Um, You, but I think that at least trying to prepare and doing what you can on your end um, to show up and have good intentions to be positive, you know, to to know and feel that things, at least start off that things are going to go well you know, based on your preparation, um, I don't, you really can't lose. You might fail at your goal. You might not meet like your specific goal at the moment, but you can always learn something about yourself, about your training, um, about your preparation, about your attitude um, for next time. And you also learn the things that like all of the intangibles, like you don't know what you don't know in life. And so um, just kind of doing your best and doing the work. And then when you get to that moment where you're gonna make a career move or you're gonna run that race or whatever, um, 
you know, it does give you a lot of confidence and a lot of peace to know that um, you've done what you could. And honestly, like, what else can you ask of a person? You're doing your best. It's like, that's it. Put it all out there um, and then see what happens, <laughs> you know? So a couple of times you've mentioned the power of having a friend to run with, you know, building a community, specifically, you know, people who share your values and, you know, there's nothing like, if you think about healthy habits, the easiest way to build healthy habits is be around people who also have healthy habits. Um, so how, how do you think about running and the role it can play in the well-being and mental health of Black communities? One of the reasons why, you know, I'd say that one of my um, proudest sort of uh, career-related, like, work projects that I've had the pleasure to lead and to start and to form has been this program called The Stolen Starts. And it's New Balance's first-ever female um, global run collective. And there are currently 10 members um, in a bunch of different cities all over the world. And these women are so amazing. They are not only very involved in their local running community, some of them have been like founding members of a female-only run crew, um, but they also have other interests um, that they act on in their community, whether it's like caring for the environment, um, you know, being very involved in fighting for gender equality, um, those sorts of things. Um, they are also, you know, very involved in that in their local communities. And I um, get a lot of inspiration being a Black woman in distance running and being at an elite level um, in this space. You know, I get, I get so excited about the idea of any marginalized community feeling like healthful things, things that are available for you, for your wellness, about us being involved in that. And I think that um, it's really, really important for people to know, and this is one of the reasons why I love this sport of distance running so, so much, is because of its accessibility, that I want people to know that the outdoors is for you. It's not just for, you know, um, you know, wealthy people who have these, you know, um, like beautiful places to train and have quiet and, you know, you can run and you can find that flow state and you can find um, a community of runners almost anywhere in any urban space. Um, you can run by yourself and you can give yourself that peace in that moment and that time. I think so much about people um, who are working really hard and don't have a chance to rest or reflect throughout the day. And I feel, again, like because running is something that you can tailor to your needs, like I said, if you only have time to run 
10 minutes, that's better than not doing anything at all. And um, you'll have that time for yourself. And I think, you know, I want people to know that they, they deserve that. They deserve peace in their life. They deserve a quiet moment in their life. And um, it's not easy for many of us. But I think that because of how accessible running is, because you don't need a ton of equipment and you don't have to have other players to participate, um, it makes it very, very special and you can do it anywhere. And I would suggest getting at least one good pair of running shoes. Um, but that's kind of all the equipment, you know, you really need. Um, and so I think that, you know, that, there's there's so much that people of color go through uh, in every facet of their lives. And so I just can't emphasize enough why I think that running, movement, you know, being a, a part of communi- a community, being out in nature, why like in some way, shape or form, it's absolutely imperative because you also, your body and your mind, because remember we're talking about like both physical and mental wellness, like need this time to rejuvenate, to recover from whatever it is that you're battling or you're struggling through. Um, And also, like I said, remember creativity helps you think not just in like a a marketing scheme, but creativity helps you have new ideas about the world, about what you're going to do when you're faced with something tough. And I think that that's, you know, I can only speak for myself, but I know that that's something that running gives me as a Black woman, you know, in corporate America, right, is like the time to think through things and really listen to how you feel about what you should do next and how you want to show up in the world. You know, Um, it's really important in taking care of yourself. And I just, I wish that for every person, doesn't matter what community you're in, marginalized or not, that, that all of us, you know, can show ourselves some like real kindness um, and take good care. Because I think as I've mentioned, it allows you to be a better person too. You know, if you're okay, then you want to make things okay for others. You know, you want to make them great for others. You, you want to be great yourself. You want to feel good. And you really, I don't know anyone that kind of most people that start their day, you know, hoping to, you know, create chaos and discord for others, you know, uh, it's not productive. And also, I just don't think that that's, I'm pretty optimistic and positive person, as you can tell, like, I I don't really think that most people intend for things to unfold that way. Things happen, there's miscommunications, whatever. But um, I just think it starts with that. And I really think that that's why folks like yourself, Jason, like, they take this whole topic so seriously because it really is kind of like the basis for everything that you touch in your day and in your life, you know? So zooming out, what do you think people 
still get wrong about running? Are there any misconceptions or, or pet peeves you have? I think that as somebody who is like fully entrenched in the running community, I think this idea that like, if you don't run every day or if you don't run any races or if you haven't run a marathon, then you're not a runner. I have a very inclusive view of running. I feel like if you run sometimes, then you're a runner. Um, That doesn't mean that, you know, you're the pinnacle example of somebody who's, you know, performing at a very high level in the sport. And um, as somebody who had a professional running career, I think all of us need to have a great like reverence and respect for people who are doing amazing things when it comes to, you know, times and breaking barriers and seeing how far like a human being can go in the sport. But that's just like with anything else, right? Um, Anybody who watches any Olympic event can appreciate that this person that they're watching is doing something um, pretty incredible. Um, But I think that we're all a part of the same community. That's the one thing I love about, about running, about like just the idea of a road race. You have 40,000 or 60,000 people competing together and, you know, the elites might be at the front, but you have people who are finishing a marathon in four and five hours all in the same race, all doing the same course at the same time, you know? Um, And so that is a pretty amazing um, you know, sort of accomplishment and something that I think that doesn't happen all the time in every sport. But so that's my biggest thing is just like, I don't want to be snobby about running. Anybody, anybody can get the benefits. You don't have to do a ton of running to, to appreciate, um, this sport. And I think, uh, the other thing I guess, no, I guess I'll stop there. I I think that that's kind of the biggest thing that I just want to welcome people to the sport and I want them to know also that it doesn't have to be painful. That's what I was going to say. You are coming, Jason, from a basketball background and you don't know how many people I've met that start running um, after, you know, high school and college um, as as a second like sport. And they're like, you know, in soccer, like it was like, torture like it was our punishment for not doing something right on the field or on the basketball court um and i just think that i hope that people can just kind of reframe it and think of it in this you know light of wellness and and kind of adhering to the principles that we're talking about whether it's just moving your body getting out in nature being with others um those things are really really key so what advice do you have for someone who's never run before or, or someone like myself who's a bit rusty with running? I haven't run and I'm not much of a runner anymore, but, you know, I've got my size 15 New Balance 574s because, you know, I'm old school. Um, what, what advice do you have for, for someone who's new or someone like me who hasn't run in a bit who wants to get out there and, and start running? I think that it's nice to set a goal. So just know, like, are you somebody who just wants to like be able to run a mile? Do you want to be able to run consistently? Kind of know where you are and kind of where you want to go 
And I think, um, you know, the, the most important thing is consistency. So the idea is you just want to kind of work back from that goal. Cause maybe the goal is that you just want to get out and run three times a week, you know? Um, and so I think that it does take a little bit of forethought to, to plan out like, okay, I don't want to miss these days. Am I going to like run with somebody once a week? Am I going to join, um, a group of people that's regularly meeting up um, near my house to make sure that I can kind of stay consistent. Um, and then I think the other thing is to, like I said, the only really important piece of equipment that you um, need for running are a good pair of shoes. And so I would suggest that um, you go and get fitted at a run specialty door because um, those folks are not just trying to sell you the like newest, most random product. They're taking a look at your body, your gait. Um, they're listening to any of your issues, whether it's like a particular ache and pain, and they're making a, a, an assessment um, to try to get you in the best general um, types of shoes specifically for you, for your foot and your running style. And so I think that that's really important. A lot of people don't know that they have that resource um, and you can get fitted anywhere um, at a specialty running door. Um, and so that's important. I would like just take the time to look it up in your area or neighborhood and kind of go from there. And then I would say, just make sure that whatever you're doing, you have a gradual buildup. And that was the only reason why in the beginning I suggested having some kind of goal, because you kind of want to know where you're going. You know, um, running a mile requires different preparation than running, you know, a 10K or a half marathon. Um, and so if there's any race or distance from like, 5k up you can go online and find a training program um that kind of gets you prepared to to cover that distance safely um and they'll show you like you need this many weeks you know to prepare yourself for 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 that and so that's another reason why i'm really excited that um we're working um with mind body green on this like amazing training program um, because I think that what's nice about it is that it's not necessarily specific to a race day goal and it'll really help folks, you know, experience um, running through just kind of being present and they'll get a chance to see what it's like to run um, as like a puzzle piece to their overall wellness and just feeling good. You know? So you're leading to my next question. For, for those who have a more ambitious goal, like a half marathon or a marathon, I know that we, they can look at you know, the training program we worked on. They can go online. There are tons of information. I'm curious. I want your pro tip. Can you give us something like, huh, this, if you're really doing your first half or first marathon, this is something you should think about, which the training programs don't cover. But I'm going to give you my pro tip. I know that I've said this 
already a bunch of times in our chat, but you don't want to miss days. Whatever you sign up for to get ready for your race, and especially if you're looking to, you know, have a personal best, personal record, um, and make an improvement, I think it's really important to make sure that you stick with your training. Um, when I feel like I've actually, I've talked to so many runners who are anxious about PRing in a marathon, for example. And the question that I always ask is, well, have you been sticking to your training? Have you had like an injury or just like a mental block that's kept you from doing what you have had planned leading up to the race? And if the answer is yes, the person almost always is able to do whatever the problem is, whether it's to finish a race, to um, do an amazing job in the race. I, I think that it's, a, it's all about um, consistency because when you start to miss days, um, and like I've said, running is a very repetitive, it's all about repetition. And um, you're not able to do the thing that you mentioned earlier in the conversation, which is build the confidence that you can do it. So whatever your goal is, it starts to get shakier and shakier the more that you know that maybe you've got some holes in your training program. Um, and so it'll give you the confidence you need to attack your goal head on. And um, I think that also from like a physical uh, from a physical standpoint, your body will obviously be used to whatever kind of strain you're putting on it at the moment. And mentally, um, you know, there's so much, like as a professional distance runner, I would have the luxury, and I know that this is common practice. I don't know if people realize this, that before races, a lot of times the organization, whether it was New York Roadrunners that is inviting you in to do New York City Marathon, they have someone go out on the course with you um, before you race it. So... Um, or, you know, if you're um, sometimes they'll take you on like a course tour where you literally get on a bus and drive the course. But all of that is about this mental piece where you're seeing obviously the space that you um, are going to race and um, you can kind of go through this mental inventory and practice in your mind, not just with your actual body. Um, what it's going to feel like, you know, so it's good to know the courses that you're doing, you know, New York City Marathon is very different from Chicago, you know, um, and so it's, un it's good to understand like what you're up against and to just make sure that you're training accordingly if something's hilly, or if you know, it's going to be hot um, to keep those kinds of things in mind. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to start running after this episode. Samia, thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome, Jason. Thank you so much.